Lectio Divina. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy. Bestow in abundance your mercy upon us, and grant that with you, as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So welcome to our Lecture Divina, the Gospel for this coming Sunday taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. But before we go to the Gospel this Sunday, let us first see the first reading for this coming Sunday. And the first reading is taken from the historical books. A little bit of Bible study, if you remember last Sunday, the first reading was taken from the Wisdom books, from the Book of Wisdom, which we know very well, you also will not find it in the Protestant Bible. Now, this coming Sunday is taken, this time for from the historical books. And uh, the book, or rather the first reading, is taken from the Book of Kings. Now, let's just review the Old Testament books that you will find in the Catholic Bible. So... Last, last lecture divina, I gave you the complete books in the Old Testament that you will find in the Catholic Bible. So you have here the Pentateuch, which you have the five books. And then you will have here the historical books, which are 16 of them. And then you will have the wisdom books, which we have said, wisdom and the book of Sirach, you will not find in the Protestant Bible. And then you have here the prophetic books. First, the major prophets together with Lamentation. So there are about seven or rather six major books. And then you have the twelve minor prophets. So this coming Sunday will be taken from the historical books and that is the first book of kings please be reminded that in the historical books you will also not find in the protestant bible the book of tobit judith the first maccabees and the second maccabees wala yan sa protestant bible kaya nagkulang yun protestant bible so if you look at your bible in the historical books you will not find tobit judith First Maccabees and Second Maccabees, then you have a Protestant Bible. You don't have a Catholic Bible. So the historical books is a very important set of books. Why? Because this is the story of the chosen people being led to establish the promised land. So it is a story of the Israelites moving forward in order to establish themselves in the promised land. And then there's the story also of the judges 
the military leaders, of course, while the Israelites were moving towards Canaan, they will meet number of enemies and even in the promised land, Canaan, nandun ang talagang battle. We have seen the one of the greatest commanders of the Israelites, Joshua. And then after that, there is the rise of the monarchy, the kings of Israel. And the first king of Israel was King Saul, the first king, and then followed by David, Solomon, and all the other kings. And here you will find also in the historical books, the infidelities of the kings, just like the repeated defections and returns of the, the people of God. No? There's always this, uh, this uh, life of committing sin and then returning to God to the help of the prophets. The prophets will warn them and then they will return to God and then they will commit sin again. In other words, there's a repeated infidelities and infidelities until, until they will be subjected to the, the deportation where they will be brought to Babylon as captives, so they will become slaves, they will be in the hands of the Assyrians. And that story you will find also in the book of Kings, wherein they will, we will find here Solomon and his, uh, his uh, sins, and then the, the kingdom will be divided. Kaya nga itong book of Kings, there's the first book and the second book of Kings, yung first book of Kings, yan ang storya ni ni David dying. Namamatay na si David. And uh, ang importante dito, sinong ilalagay niyang susunod na hari? Siyempre, ang dapat ang susunod na hari, yung panganay, di ba? Ang panganay niya si Adonijah. Si Adonijah. Dapat si Adonijah ang susunod na hari. Kaya yung namamatay na si David, nagsa-celebrate na si Adonijah. Pero nangyari, Si David, through prophet Nathan, sabi niya, ang susunod na hari ay si Solomon. Ay si Solomon. Ayaw ko, pang ilang ba siyang anak ni David? Already David has 16 sons. And then, di ba, David committed the sin with Bathsheba, na hindi naman niya asawa yon. Kay Bathsheba, ang anak niya ay si Solomon. Eh di pang labing pito siya. Ang layo niya sa listahan. Kaya, Nakapagtataka, when David was about to die, he said, the next king will be Solomon. Kaya si Adonijah was very, very angry sa loob, no? And then at the end, you read the, the rest of the story, he will be ordered by Solomon to be executed because he, he was actually plotting to be the next king. No? So that is the story of the first book of king when Solomon became the king. That he was chosen by David instead of Adonijah. And then, ang nangyari niyan, so Solomon was very successful until he committed sin. His success somehow brought him to his downfall. And ang mahirap, pag masyado ang successful sa iyong monarchy, sa iyong power, etc., etc., there will be a lot of temptations. And in this book of Kings, you will find here that in order to make peace with his enemies, he has to marry some of these women of different tribes. And he was able to assimilate some of their gods. Kaya God Yahweh was very angry with Solomon. Kaya imagine he had around 700 wives 
and 300 concubines. Wow, that's 1,000. Huh? 1,000 women in his life. Kaya sabi ni Gadiawit, you know, I will punish you. Your kingdom will be divided when you will die. One kingdom will be under your son, the other kingdom will be taken by one of your commanders. That will be a punishment. So that will happen in the second book of Kings, when the kingdom will be divided. So the kingdom was divided into two, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom will be the kingdom of Israel, while the southern kingdom will be the kingdom of Judah. So, yung northern kingdom and southern kingdom, both of them will become unfaithful to God Yahweh. Kaya the final punishment for all of them will be deportation to Babylon. They will be exiled for many years. And here comes now the role of the prophets, no? Try, trying to bring them back to God Yahweh. So, ang northern kingdom fell sometime in the year 722 B.C. Then later on, yung pinakahuling kingdom, yung southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah that fell sometime in the year 586 B.C. So that is the whole book of kings. So this coming Sunday will be about King Solomon. Dito hindi pa pinapakita na siya nagkasala because we are still in the beginning of the first book of kings. And in the, in the first reading, you will find here... Solomon had a dream and the God Yahweh asked him, What do you want? I will give it to you. Ask and I will give it to you. What do you want? And Solomon started to think, What will I ask? What did Solomon ask from God? He asked a very simple thing. So King Solomon asked God for wisdom. To lead God's people. He did not ask for wealth, kayamanan. He did not ask to take the life of his enemies. Sana lahat sila mamatay. And he did not ask for long life. He asked for wisdom. And God gave him wisdom. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind. Kung sana lahat tayo merong ganun, no? A discerning mind. Wisdom. And God even told him, you know, Solomon, you did not ask for wealth, but I will give you wealth. You did not ask for long life, but I will give you long life. And your enemies will be subdued. You will control everything, but I will give you wisdom. I think that is a very, very beautiful gift. Wisdom. And for us, this is already our first reflection from the first reading. What is wisdom? Wise. Karunungan. There's a big difference between karunungan at kaalaman. Knowledge. Knowledge is just information gain. You know, through reading, through reasoning, through experience. But you know what? Knowledge can exist without wisdom. Pwede kang maraming alam, pero hindi ka wise. <laughs> How about Wisdom. Wisdom is the practical ability to make correct judgment and decisions based on experience and knowledge. Kaya, hindi ka pwede magkaroon ng wisdom na walang knowledge. Pero you can have knowledge without wisdom. 
So when you have wisdom, you're able to discern well. You're able to judge well and make decisions based on your experience and knowledge. And at the end, wisdom is a gift from, from God. It's a, it's a gift from above to have wisdom. Now, yan ang difference between wisdom and knowledge. If you remember in the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, he asked, You Jews ask for a sign, and you Greeks ask for wisdom. Dasa sa Greeks, ang wisdom is more of philosophical speculations. It's like, a, you know, an exercise of the mind. Pag hindi ka marunong mag-abstract to get the the essence of things, yung pinaka-importante na dapat nung malaman, hindi mo kaya mag-isip ng ganun, wala kang wisdom. Kaya it's more of the exercise of the mind. Sa mga hudyo, ang wisdom, karunungan, is more practical. Kaya nga dito, Jews, you ask for a sign. Something practical, something that will be good for life. is an art of living well. Ang wisdom for the Jews. Art of living well and morally good life. That is for the Jews. In fact, sa letter of James, chapter 3, verses 13 to 18, you will find here what wisdom is for James. Wisdom that comes from above. So sabi ni James, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. You see here, wisdom is something practical. You're leading a good life. Of course, that presupposes your ability to discern well, to judge well, based on your experience and knowledge. That's why you live a good life. And deeds done in humility. Without humility, there is no wisdom. So for James, the wise man demonstrates good works, noble conduct, and humility or meekness of Wisdom. That is a wise man. Something practical. Alam mo naman si James, very practical yan. Kaya nga yung good works, lagi nandiyan yan. You remember? In chapter 2, faith without good works is dead. Diba? Hindi lang yung maniniwala ka sa Diyos, kala mo, ligtas ka na. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of the Father. That's good works. Kaya si James, very practical. Hmm. Meron kang pananampalataya, pero wala ka namang ginagawang mabuti. Useless. So, faith without good works, that is dead. You need good works, something practical. And so, for him, also wisdom is something practical. If you do good works, if you are noble in conduct, then you have wisdom. And for James, there's a big difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. Worldly wisdom is the wisdom of the world. Godly wisdom is the divine wisdom from above. And so James said, The wisdom of the world, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For when you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So that is... The worldly wisdom, something unspiritual, something coming from the devil. And when there is envy, ambition, selfishness, that is not 
the heavenly wisdom. While for him, the heavenly wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good works, good fruit, impartial, sincere. If you have this virtue, you have wisdom. Kaya nga, if you want to, you know, to make a summary of what is worldly wisdom and the heavenly wisdom, the worldly wisdom, you have envy, selfishness, uh, boastful, uh, unspiritual, coming from the devil, disorder, that is worldly wisdom. And this one, the wisdom from above, is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, merciful, no partiality, no hypocrisy, sincere ka. Yan ang heavenly wisdom. And for the Jews, above all this, importante what the book of Proverbs said, chapter 9, verse 10. Can everybody say it? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Can you say it together? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What is the meaning of that? If you want to have wisdom, you must have first the fear of the Lord. That means every wisdom begins from God and will also end with God. Because at the end of our life, you will realize wisdom is God Himself. If you have reverence towards God, who is the source of all knowledge and wisdom, then you will try to apply to your life the virtues that you will find also from God. Humility, sincerity, without any hypocrisy, purity, being merciful, compassionate, being patient, just like what we have heard in the parable of the weeds and the wheat last Sunday, a God who is patient not to pull up the weeds, otherwise you will pull up also the, the wheat. This is part of the fear of the Lord, to have the virtues of God. You have so much reverence towards God that you do not want to commit sin against God because He is all holy. And that is true wisdom. Now, going back to the first reading, King Solomon, you remember that King Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him wisdom. And to test the wisdom of Solomon, there, were, there was this uh, story of the two prostitutes. Itong dalawang prostitutes. Pumunta kay Solomon. Dahil sa yung isang bata ng prostitute na matay. Pero pareho nagsasabi na yung buhay na bata, anak ko yan. Kanino kaya itong anak na ito? Sa kanya ba? O dito? <clears throat> dalawang prostitute yan. Sabi nitong First prostitute, anak ko yan. Sabi nitong pangalawang institute, hindi, anak ko ito. Pero meron yung isang anak talaga na matay. No? So ito naman, siya talaga meron na matay na anak. Hindi daw niya anak yan. Eh. <laughs> ito daw yung anak ni. <laughs> eh kung kao, Solomon Kas, kanina mo ibibigay yung anak, di ba? Napaka-practical si Solomon, wisdom. Ang sabi niya, sige, Pareho kayong umahangkin sa anak na yan. Hatiin natin yan sa dalawa. Sabi niya doon sa, sa kanyang uh, kawal. Sige, kumukha ng ispada, hatiin mo yung, yung batang yan sa dalawa. 
para mabigay natin dito sa dalawang babaheng ito. Kaya ang sabi nung ano, yung unang prostitute, sige, hatiin mo na lang. <laughs> ang sabi naman ng pangalawang babae, wag, wag, anak ko yan. So, sabi ni Solomon, alam ko na kung sino yun, nanay nung anak. Itong pangalawa. Dahil sa itong uuna, gusto niyang papatay yung anak. You see? That's the wisdom of Solomon. And therefore, he executed the first prostitute and he gave the the son to the second one. You see? That is the test of the wisdom of Solomon. Now, if Solomon asks God for wisdom, how about you? In case you will dream. <laughs> and the Lord will tell you, ask anything and I will give it to you. What will you ask the Lord? Will you ask God for wealth? Will you ask God to take the life of your enemies? Will you ask God for long life? Or will you ask God for wisdom? Now, let's see how the first reading will be connected to the gospel. Remember, the first reading is always connected to the gospel every Sunday. Yung second reading, not necessarily. Pero yung first reading is always connected to the gospel reading. So, let's read now the gospel for this coming Sunday. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has, and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they hold it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus, it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, Yes. And he said, Then every tribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this coming Sunday, the reading is taken from the Gospel of Matthew. And of course, the usual thing that we ask, while well, I was reading the Gospel, what is the passage that caught your attention? What is the passage that comforted you? And what is the passage that challenged you? Is it the treasure, the pearl, the parable of the dragnet? Maganda rin magkaroon tayo ng personal reflection. Huh? And of course, as I've said, this coming Sunday is taken from 
Matthew chapter 13. And if you remember chapter 13, I already mentioned to you that it is a chapter of hope and optimism. Because in chapter 11 and 12, there you will find the different oppositions, rejections experienced by Jesus uh, with his enemies like the Pharisees and some Jews. In chapter 13, whatever happens, there will be success also in the mission of Jesus. And he showed this through the parables. If you remember, the parable of the sower two Sundays ago, na kahit na meron mga binhi na nahulog sa mga matitigas na ulo, meron pa rin binhi na natanim sa magandang lupa. That means, there were still some people who were converted and who followed Jesus, even though some people rejected Him. And that will grow. That seed will grow. And then also the, the parable of the master seed. You remember last Sunday, the parable of the yeast that can influence even though it's so silent, it's so small, <clears throat> but then the kingdom of God will grow. Then the parable of the weeds and the wheat last Sunday. Kahit na may mga masasamang tao, meron pa rin mga wheat, mga babubuting tao. And at the end of your life, there will be the final judgment wherein the weeds will be collected. <clears throat> Kaya meron pa rin final judgment. Ha? Hindi dito yung final judgment. Hindi ito yung final Supreme Court. Hindi. Meron pa doon sa, sa taas. So there's still hope and optimism. Whatever happens, good will always triumph over evil. Now, this coming Sunday, <clears throat> is there are still uh, three parables. That will give us also some hope and optimism. And these are the parables of... What are these parables? The parables of the treasure, the pearl, and the dragnet. Tignan nyo ah. Hindi <clears throat> nyo ba napapansin yung mga parables ni Jesus? Very close. Yung mga non-elite uh, work. Like for example, yung farmers. Diba? Merchants. Fishermen, in household, farmers, in sowing, master seed, di ba? Household, yun yeast, paggawa ng tinapay. Tapos yung merchants, ito, treasure, pearl. And then yung fishermen, yung dragnet. Kaya he uses the ordinary life of people so that the people will understand the mysteries of the kingdom. And so, we read in this coming Sunday, the kingdom of heaven. Is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy, goes and sells all that he has, and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has, and buys it. So here we have the parable of the treasure, <clears throat> the hidden buried treasure, and the parable of the pearls. Mind you that in, in ancient times, people usually bury their treasures or their valuables, especially for safekeeping against the enemies and foreign invasion. Eh, wala pa naman banko noon. Wala pa naman yung mga vaults, di ba? <clears throat> yung mga kaha na malalaki, matitibay, 
kung pwede lang sa nila pwedeng ano itago yung kanilang kayamanan ha? kaya kung walang bangko walang votes sa nila itatago yung kanilang kayamanan they will bury it talagay nila yan sa ilalim ng lupa anong nangyayari kung minsan yung mga nagtatago ng kayamanan dyan nakakalimutan lang sabihin sa ibang tao nakakalimutan nila yan ang nangyayari pag nakalimutan nila tapos namatay wala na, di ba? wala na so, yan ang nangyayari kung minsan you bury your treasure you, for, you forgot to tell your relative that you buried the treasure and then you die so what happens? nobody knows that you buried a treasure until na nawala na tagal na so, ito naman, meron darating Siguro, sasabihin nyo doon sa slaves nyo, katulong, sige, magtanim ko nga dyan, dun, na-discovery na meron palang treasure doon. So, it can happen like that. It's not something unusual. That they, they really keep their treasure, bury it under, because they don't have banks or, or vaults. But uh, sometimes, they forget things. Here, we have seen two parables, twin parables. Some with different elements, and some with common elements. No? So, in the first parable, yung hidden treasure is a treasure that is hidden. Hindi hinahanap yan. So, that is already a big difference. Yung second parable, the term of comparison, is the effort of the merchant who seeks precious pearls. So, kung yung treasure yung una, hindi hinahanap, ito naman perlas, hinahanap. Meron nagahanap. Yun dun sa una, hindi hinahanap. So that is already a big difference. So in the first parable, so here you find the pearl, which is being sought. Precious pearl, hinahanap. In the first parable, the finding is by chance. Hindi hinahanap, pero nahanap. So it is by chance. Nagkataon lang, naswertehan itong taong ito, nakita niya yun, buried treasure. Well, in the second finding, is the result of the effort of seeking. So, yung may, meron mga treasure na nagkataon lang, nakita mo, at meron naman treasure talaga naghahanap ka. Ano pa yung buhay natin, di ba? Kumisan, you're seeking the truth. Hinahanap mo. Pero, kumisan, hindi mo hinahanap, pero nadiskubre mo yung katotohanan. Di ba? Ganyan rin ang kayamanan. Minsan hindi mo hinahanap pero nakita mo. At kumisan talaga hinahanap mo sa buhay mo. Now in both parables, it is important that parehong precious yung nakita nila. Yung hidden treasure and the pearl that the person was seeking. Parehong precious yan. Parehong mahalaga. No? And then ito pang pareho dyan. In both parables, you will see here na parehong umalis yung tao nung nakita niyo yung treasure tsaka yung pearl. Parehong meron silang binenta at pareho silang bumili doon sa, <coughs> sa lupa niyon o doon sa pearl. Because there's something precious that they found. So pareho silang umalis, parehong merong binenta at parehong binili. They go, they sell, and they buy. Now, another thing that is similar, in both parables there, you will find 
The joy of finding it. Masaya. Pareho silang masaya. And then, there is the value of the find. Parehong malaga, mahalaga yung kanilang nakita. And then, the cost involved to secure the, the find. Parehong merong malasakit, merong kang gagawing sakripisyo para makuha yung mahalaga dahil sa ikaw ay masaya. Masaya ka, nakita mo yung mahalaga, kaya nagmalasakit ka para makuha yung mahalagang nakita mo. So, this is something similar in both parables, the hidden treasure and the pearl. Now, in both parables, Jesus did not explain the parables. Hindi kagaya ng parable of the sower, hindi ba? In-explain nila, bawat isa eh. Huh? Ano yung seed? Ano yung thorns? Ano yung rocky ground? Etc. Etc. And yung last Sunday also, if you remember, the weeds and the wheat. Ano yung wheat? Ano yung wheat? Who is the, the one sowing good seed? And who is the one sowing the, the bad seed? Who is the harvester? And what is the, the end of time? Etc. Etc. So, there's a kind of an explanation. Dito, wala. Walang explanation. Mukhang obvious na. Kaya tinanong ni Jesus, Do you understand all these things? Yun lang. Do you understand all these things? Of course, ang sagot nila, yes. So, the kingdom of God for us is a mystery. Yes. But there is joy when you will find it and willing to give up everything to possess it. You may act like a stupid person in the eyes of the world. Ito, wala dyan sa parable na yan, pero it is already implied that once you find this treasure, because you find joy, you discover the, the value, and then you really have to do some, some costing, some sacrifices, in order to, to secure and to get this this precious thing, sometimes you will be misunderstood by the people. The joy enables us to make the hardest sacrifices in life. Ito po ang dapat natin uh, matutunan dito sa parable na ito. Kung masaya ka sa isang bagay na yan, handang-handa ka laging gumawa ng kahit na malaking sakripisyo sa buhay mo. Dasal masaya ka eh. Gusto mo yun eh. Kaya para bang meron kang gustong taon, umibig ka sa isang tao, na para bang yan na yan, tao sa buhay mo, handa kang gumawa ng sakripisyo para makuha mo, diba? Yung, yung mahalaga sa buhay mo. Pag nakita mong ito na yung tama mong iibigin sa buhay mo, it's like a treasure in your life. So love feels no burden. If you love that person, you feel the joy, towards that person, you are ready to make any sacrifice in life. And I think that is also the same with the kingdom of God. When you discover the kingdom of God, you are ready to make any sacrifice in life. So, ang tanong dyan eh, what is the kingdom of God? Ano ba itong kingdom of God talaga? O baka naman mali, mali yung tanong, who is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is Jesus. To discover Jesus is to discover a treasure. Yan po ang importanteng malaman natin dito. 
If you discover Jesus, you are ready to make sacrifices. And if you discover Jesus, you have to experience joy in life. But at the same time, if you discover Jesus as your joy in life, be ready for any sacrifice. Because you can be misunderstood by the people if you consider Jesus as the treasure of your life. Now, if you connect uh, your first reading, remember we were talking about wisdom in the first reading. And here in the Gospel, we're talking about treasure. Uh, and when you discover treasure, then you are ready to make sacrifices. Connect that and you will find here the wisdom of the cross. The first reading, we talk about wisdom. In the Gospel, we talk about the treasure. What? Who is the treasure of our life? The treasure or the kingdom is Jesus. And here comes the wisdom of the cross of Jesus, who is the treasure of our life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, we read, We do not preach in terms of philosophy in which the crucifixion of Christ cannot be expressed. If you remember in first reading, for the Greeks, wisdom is philosophical speculation. Hindi, sa atin hindi yan ang wisdom. Here, wisdom is the cross, is Jesus Christ. And then also in the same letter of St. Paul, to the Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, the language of the cross may be illogical to those who are not on the way to salvation. Kaya nga itong, itong cross na ito is something foolish for the, for the Greeks. The language of the cross may be illogical, but that is the wisdom of the cross. It's a heavenly wisdom different from the worldly wisdom. So, here comes now the caveat or the connection between the first reading and the gospel. The cross could be the treasure. The hidden treasure. Christ is the kingdom that is hidden. And the cross of Christ considered also as a treasure. Because Christ is the wisdom and that wisdom could be your treasure. In the 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. So Christ is the wisdom. In the first reading, we were talking about wisdom, right? In the Gospel, actually, that wisdom could be your pearl, your treasure. And this wisdom is Christ. Kaya nga si St. Paul, sabi niya sa 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23, We preach Christ crucified, the one on the cross. For the Jews, it is a stumbling block. And for the Greeks, foolishness. So yun wisdom of God is something foolish because it deals with the cross. And for the Greeks, that is foolish. For the Jews, how can a Messiah be crucified? That's a stumbling block. Kaya nga si St. Paul said, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Okay pa ba kayo? Mukhang malalim itong ating uh, reflection, no? Wisdom, di ba? 
Dahil sa tanongin natin, meron wise ba ako? <laughs> meron ba akong karunungan? O baka naman meron lang akong kaalaman? Iba yung kaalaman sa karunungan. Inexplain na natin yan kanina. No? Ang karunungan ay galing sa Diyos. At itong karunungan na ito ay pwedeng maging mahalaga. Ito yun natatagong kayamanan na pwede nating makuha. And once you discover it, you can experience joy. Because this pearl, this treasure, is Christ Himself. Now, let me give you some examples, mga santo, na na-discover nila itong, itong treasure, itong wisdom. Who is Jesus Christ? Si Jesus talaga yung kanilang wisdom and treasure. And one of the best examples of this is St. Francis of Assisi. You know very well that St. Francis of Assisi was born in 1182 in Italy. He is the son of a very prosperous silk merchant. Mayaman yung kanyang tatay. And his father was very successful in business. Kaya itong si Francis, mayaman rin siya. Anak ng mayaman eh. Diba? Kaya nga, gaya ng mga anak ng mayaman ngayon, no? what do they do? Sometimes they spend their money lavishly. They like fine clothes, beautiful clothes. And they love pleasures with rich friends. Ganun rin si Francis noon. And then one day, Si Francis, he met a beggar. Yung beggar talagang nangangailangan ng tulong. Medyo lumambot yung kanyang puso. So he felt compassion. So he helped the beggar. Binigay niya lahat kung ano yung nandun sa kanyang bulsa. E siyempre yung mga kaibigan niya, tanga naman ito. Ba't binibigay lahat yung pera mo? You see? You already misunderstood. You look like stupid, no? Why do you give everything to this beggar? And nalaman ng kanyang tatay yun. His father scolded him. Strongly, don't do that again. Now Francis, at the end, we know very well the rest is story or history. He was converted. He renounced his inheritance. Ang tanga mo, ang mahal, ang yaman yaman ng tatay mo. Bakit mo irerenounce lahat? Sayang naman, di ba? No, he took seriously what Matthew nineteen verse twenty one. What is Matthew nineteen verse twenty one? He took that verse seriously. And he says, If you wish to be perfect, you go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. You see? Yan treasure na yan is actually Jesus Christ. Pero it's very similar, di ba? Yun looking for fine pearls. He sells also everything in order to gain the pearl. Yun, the one who discovered the hidden treasure. He sold everything in order to buy the land. You see? He had to do some sacrifice. Kaya ito, he took that literally. He sold everything. In other words, he renounced everything. Why? Because he knew that he will have a bigger treasure. Now, in the eyes of worldly wisdom, ang sabi sa'yo, tanga ka. Di ba? Sayang naman. Bakit naman... Tinanggihan mo yung kayamanan. E sino ba yung treasure na yan? Di ba? That is the example of St. Francis. He is ready to renounce everything because he had discovered this treasure. And you know what? St. Francis was one of the happiest men in the world. Talawang, he was very, very happy. Another one is St. Catherine Drexel. I don't know whether you have heard about Catherine Drexel. He was born in the United States in 1858 in Philadelphia. And she was a daughter of a rich investment banker. Hey, one of the millionaires at that time. Anak siya ng mayaman. And she became a young and wealthy woman 
when her stepmother was dying of cancer, na-realize niya kung anong hindi kaya ng pera. <laughs> anong hindi kaya ng pera? Ang hindi kaya ng pera ay buhayin yung kanyang nanay, stepmother. Money could not buy safety from pain and death. So he realized also the futility of material things and money. And his father also taught Drexel, Catherine, and with two other sisters how to be generous also in sharing. So when her father died, her father left an estate uh, behind worth in our current value is around 400 million dollars. Wow! Can you imagine that leaving this estate no, to Catherine with two sisters? That's a big amount of money. Kaya nga, what will I do? In fact, wala. Masaya na rin si Catherine dun eh. Pero, yung puso niya, nakita niya yung mga American natives, yung Native Americans and African Americans, no? parang they are so poor. Kaya medyo lumambot yung kanyang puso. So, they even went to Pope Leo XIII huh? in 1887. Ano nangyari? They asked the Pope to send missionaries to take care of these Native and African Americans. And you know what the Pope replied? The Pope replied, told them, you know, Ikaw, Catherine, you yourself should be the missionary. Aba? Abiyan. Ay, a missionary? She took that seriously, you know. You know, she, her marriage proposal didn't continue. There was already a proposal eh, that he will marry someone. And yet, because of this challenge, no, he found, he found joy in serving these native African Americans. And so, he has plenty of money, and yet, he didn't use that for his marriage. Kaya nga, in one headline in one of the papers during that time, no, Si Mix Drexel enters the Catholic convent because he entered the convent and gives up $7 million. Yung $7 million with current value ngayon, siguro mga $200 million. Just giving up like that. Para siyang naloka, di ba? Something stupid. When you discover God in your life, in the eyes of the worldly wisdom, which we have said a while ago, you look like foolish, di ba? And she was able to establish around 50 schools for the African-Americans and 12 schools for the Native Americans. And finally, one last uh, example of someone who discovered treasure, Jesus Christ, in their life and was ready to renounce everything was this conversion of Alphonse Ratisbon. I'm sure you have never heard about Alphonse Ratisbon. He is not a saint. He is not blessed either. He was a Jew, French, but a Jew. But he was a son of a Jewish banker. Ayan, mayaman na naman, di ba? And he was born in 1814. And he was about to be married to this 16-year-old niece. Kaya lang, masyadong bata pa, kaya naghihintay muna siya. Mahabang naghihintay siya na pakasalan itong niece niya. Which was, yung postponed nga yun, ano, yung marriage. He had a vision from the Virgin Mary. And this Virgin Mary appeared to him. And he was impressed. And because of that vision, he got converted. Siyempre, meron ang mga influence of other Catholics. No? 
Pero that was a turning point. In fact, when he got converted, dinagdag niya yung pangalan Mary, Marie. Doon sa pangalan niya. Kaya ang pangalan niya naging Marie Alphonse Ratisbon. At nung na-convert siya, sabi niya doon sa magiging asawa niya, yung miss niya, Uy, maging Catholic ka na rin. <laughs> eh, hindi pumahayag. So, naghiwalay sila. Anong ginawa naman ni Alphonse? He entered the Jesuit order. So, he became a Jesuit. And then, he left the Jesuit. He joined his brother, who was also converted to Catholicism. And they put up a congregation. Congregation of Our Lady of Zion. And this congregation is dedicated to convert Jews to Christianity. Wow! Diba? And so, in Israel, they were helping the Jews to understand the Bible, particularly the New Testament. The somehow Judaism or Christianity is the continuation of Judaism. Simple, but, you know, it was a discovery. It was a treasure that he discovered. So, he was ready to renounce. He put up a monastery there in Israel. Ang laki-laki ng monastery na yun. That was in 1874. That was completed for his priest. And then, after that, nawala na yung mga pari niya. Ngayon, ang nag-occupy ng building na yun, kami mga seditions of Don Bosco, Ratis Bon, since 2004. So, this is the story of Alphonse Ratis Bon. Uh, three stories of people who found a treasure and was ready to make sacrifice to sell in order to obtain the treasure who is Jesus Christ. A particular pearl or treasure to look forward to could be the Pearl of Solomon. Wisdom and understanding. Pero you know very well, wisdom is Jesus. According to St. Paul, wisdom is Jesus. But if you want to have a special pearl or treasure in your life, ask for the pearl or wisdom of Solomon. To know what is right, to understand the mysteries of God, particularly the kingdom of God, and to penetrate the depth of the person, but most importantly, to know which is more important and valuable in life. Yan ang maganda rito. Remember, Solomon was asked, what do you need? I want wisdom. This one is very important. What is more important and valuable in your life? Is it wealth? Look at these three people, St. Francis, St. Catherine, and Alphonse. They knew what is important and valuable in life. And that was Jesus Christ. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. That is from St. James. Who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. So right now, if you ask for wisdom, God will give you wisdom. Just humble yourself, and that wisdom will come to you. Because that wisdom is Jesus Christ himself. And he will help you understand the wisdom of the cross. Just be ready to be stupid <laughs> in the eyes of the world. And finally, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. 
Thus, it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Meron ba kayong naalalang parable na similar to this? Come on. You remember the Gospel of last Sunday? The parable of the weeds and the wheat. Hindi ba halos pareho lang? The parable of the dragnet. Yung parable of the weeds and the wheat, meron the evil son, or the son of the evil is, they are the weeds, while the son of the kingdom, the wheat. Ito naman, yung dragnet, collected the bad fish and the good fish. So at the end of age, ihiwalay yung bad fish from the good fish. Kagaya nung the parable of the weeds and the wheat, at the end of the age, at the end of age, your weeds will be burned, hiwalay sa, sa wheat. So the parable resembles the parable of the weeds and the wheat. Kaya it's always about the final judgment of God that there will still be a final judgment there in heaven. So what is this dragnet? Ano ba itong net na ito? The dragnet is the church that contains all sorts of people, the saints and the sinners. The, the, the net of the, of the church trying to collect all kinds of people. Dito, hindi naman na sinabi, ano ba itong saints and sinners na ito? Does it include also the other religions? Pwede rin, because there could be only one net in the whole world. No? We know very well that even non-Catholics and non-Christians have a chance also to save themselves, according to Lumen Gentium. But it could be all kinds of people. If you enter our church, no? and we will try to open it this Wednesday, tingnan natin, no? you will find there at the yung ceiling ng church. Mukhang net, di ba? Ang ganda ng simbahan natin eh. It's like a net. No? That when you enter, as if you're inside the, the net. No? Kaya pag pumasok ka doon sa loob ng simbahan, baka ikaw yung saint o sinner. Di ba? Pwede ka rin maging saint or sinner. Pero don't worry. If you're a sinner, God will give you time to change. Hindi ka i-uproot kagaya ng weeds. At hindi ka naman kagad tatanggalin doon sa net. No? Kaya lang, just be ready at the end of your life. Ikaw ba'y bad fish pa rin o good fish? Ikaw ba'y weed or, or wheat? Ha? Kaya ito, ha? ito yung simbahan natin. Tumingin ka dun sa, sa taas, makinaw, parang, parang net. No? Again, Jesus does not explain the parable, but He gives a hint. This is how it will be at the end of time. The good will be separated from the evil. Laging ganyan yan. At the end of time, mahihiwalay ang masama sa mabuti. Kaya kung may time ka pa, kapatid, <laughs> ngayon, kung may time ka pang magbago, magbago ka na. <laughs> Di ba? Baka maubusan ka na ng oras. At pag dumating na yon harvest, at pag dumating na yon, you know, pagkolekta ng good fish and bad fish, baka mahiwalay ka sa good fish. Do you understand all these things? Verse 51. They answered, yes. How about you? Do you understand all these things? 
Anong sagot natin? Siguro naman, with this lecture divina, siguro we have understood already. And he replied, ito na last, sabi ni Lord, Then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. Ano kaya itong new and old? Ah, ang daming interpretation dyan eh. No? Itong new and old, once you have understood the kingdom of heaven, yung new and old could be the Old Testament or the New Testament. Parehong importante yun. Or, it could be the old referring to the teachings of Jesus applied to the new situation. Or, it could be our old ways and the new ways are actually the new light that was revealed to us by by Jesus. Pwede rin ganun. No? Whatever, ang interpretation dyan, there is always something good from the old and something good from the from the new. Most probably, the interpretation here is this. The old refers to the teachings of Jesus. Applied to the new situation of His church and the society. Ay, maganda dyan yung yung Bible or the scripture is always applied to our life. And that is the wisdom. The wisdom of the scripture. Where we apply it to our life and we become practical and we are able to discern what is good and what is bad. Para ba yung binasang pastoral letter last Sunday, hindi ba? The pastoral letter is in the light of the word of God all the time. It's in the light of the the Bible. So, it's always interpreting the signs of the times using the eyes of Jesus, using the teachings of Jesus, applied to new situation of His church and the society. Finally, contemplatio or reflection, we ask ourselves these following questions. Now reflect. Let us reflect on these parables. What is the kingdom of God for me? Am I willing to give up something or everything to possess it? Are you willing to give up something or everything in order to possess Jesus Christ in your life? In order to have Jesus in your life? When was the last time I gave up something in favor of Christ? Nangyari na ba sa buhay natin? Na meron kang sinakripisyo para lang kay Lord, para kay Jesus. All for the kingdom of God. O baka wala, pang, wala ka pang ginawang sakripisyo talaga sa buhay mo. And then, pangalawa, what have I treasured most about my faith? Have I buried my faith? Or have I shared the joy of my faith? Because if you have discovered your faith, and you found your faith beautiful, especially your personal experience of God, of Jesus in your faith, why don't you share that joy to others? Don't bury it. And finally, Jesus told His disciples that they will become fishers of men in the dragnet of the church. Am I a good fish, the good one, or the bad fish, the evil one? Commitment to live the Word of God in this coming week. I will try my very best. You can continue. How will you practice these parables or this Word of God in your life? 
Let us now pray through the Word of God. Praying God's Word, let's make it a kind of a personal prayer. And let us read together. Lord, teach us that there are values that are like pearls. So precious, we would not dream of selling them. Instead, we would sell everything we own in order to buy them. You are the, that pearl and treasure that we are searching for. Lord, our lives together are like a great dragnet, bringing all kinds of good and bad experiences, problems that need to be sorted out. Thank you for our prayer time when we put things into perspective like a fisherman at the end of the day sitting down and collecting the good fish in a basket and throwing away those that are of no use, our sinfulness and evil desires. We pray for the leaders of the nations, particularly our country, that they may have the wisdom you gave to Solomon. Help them to be wise and become disciples and propagator of your kingdom. Amen. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, good night, and God bless you all.